the connection has led to trust because we've had so many conversations. And then that connection leads to just being able to have some really difficult conversations with the kids because they navigate a ton more than we had to growing up. Like just a lot of confusing things. um, They navigate that. So if they have, you know, if we have this time together and we've built this connection and we've built this trust, when your kids trust you, they're much more likely to bring the hard stuff up. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. We have been in crazy meal prep mode because we have our hands on this incredible new cookbook and you get to meet the author today on the show. So my dear friend, Nikki Schneider, I dragged her onto the show because she recently published a cookbook that is so in alignment with the values of our company, which is this idea that, yeah, you can be an ambitious entrepreneur, you can be a leader in your space, you can be making waves in your industry, but when you come home at the end of the day, are you gathering around the table? Are you taking the time to be intentional with your family and to show up for your family in leadership the way that you try to show up so hard and so well in your business? So Nikki and her husband, they've been entrepreneurs for years. They own a few different companies. They are incredibly successful. And Nikki felt really called in this particular season of life, which there's a wild story behind it, to write a cookbook, but not just any cookbook. This cookbook is more of a movement and it is called Sacred Table. And I wanted her here today to share why the key to your success is going to be found around your table with your family. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in this episode. If you've ever felt like, man, I don't know what I'm being called to in this season. I don't know how to discern what's next for me. This episode with Nikki is going to be super enlightening for you. I'm really, really inspired by it myself. I'm so inspired by Nikki and the work she's done. I am salivating over the thought of some of the meals that we'll be prepping over the next few days from her cookbook that is absolutely incredible. And on top of that, because I'm so... I don't know, just moved by her mission in this work. I am going to be gifting three listeners a copy of Sacred Table. We eat dinner as a family around the table. This has brought us closer together. And there, like I said, there is a lot more to it than just amazing recipes. So I want to gift three of you a copy. All you have to do to be in the drawing for one of these copies of Sacred Table is go leave a review for the podcast for Luminary Leadership podcast. 
Just take a screenshot of your review and email it to support at luminaryleadershipco.com. So that's support at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we're going to be doing a drawing over the next few weeks, and three of you will be the lucky winners. And we'll be reaching out via email to let you know. So don't miss your chance to get a free copy of this amazing cookbook, the cookbook that my husband said was his favorite Christmas gift this year. Okay, let's get to the episode that is going to make you stronger as both an entrepreneur and in your family. Okay, Nikki, you have sat at my house many a time, but now this is for a fun new reason you're sitting here because we're doing an interview. Yes, we are. Yeah, and we have something really important to talk about today, but... First, I'd like to share the story of how we met because I think it's kind of fun. It is and pretty crazy. fun. Serendipitous a yes. little bit. Okay. <laughs> so we moved here like four and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. And when we came to see this house and property, the current owners lived in it, obviously. And or <laughs> the previous owners lived in it. And the wife, after talking to her for a little while upon our visit, she was like I have a friend you have to meet. You're going to love her. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm not very social. I'm very introverted. Don't introduce me to anybody. And then she introduces me to you, and you've pretty much been the only person I've made friends with since I've moved here. So it's been great. But just such a wild. Yeah. uh, And our world, our paths had previously crossed without realizing they had crossed Mm -hmm. in our career path. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy that, you know, God has his ways of working, right? And he put us together for very specific reasons. And it wasn't very clear to me then. I was like, oh, I totally click with this with this woman. Seems weird to see woman. Woman. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. Lady. Like that (laughs) sounds worse, right? Um, But looking back now, like there's so many reasons why we were meant to do life together yeah in so many different ways yeah and we can talk through some of those because really when we met it was oh they're they have their kids in the same school we want to put our kids in and Mm -hmm. then we were overlapping there and then everything crumbled in that department (laughs) and we're like we're homeschooling and then you guys were homeschooling and we joined forces on that and then it was we need to seek out a different church and we ended up at the same church. So it was just like so many pieces of the puzzle, but also in the space of entrepreneurship too, because, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background, Adam's background. You guys come from a, you're a small business family. We are. Yeah. So I can start with, with my way back background, (laughs) (laughs) um, just in an effort to remind people that just because you go to school for something doesn't mean that's what you have to do forever and ever. Amen. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I think like the worst thing I can think of is practicing something that you went to school for, for the sake of practicing it and just living a miserable life. So I went to school for interior design and architecture. So naturally that equates to let's Red cookbook. <laughs> Seems like it makes sense, right? Um, but I worked in that space for a while. And then after we had our son, Isaac, I never went back. Um, it just, it wasn't fulfilling to me. It wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, school was very fun, but like going to school for something and then living it in reality are two very different things. So sure. I never went back to work in that space. And then I'd always been looking for something for myself to contribute. Um, we own 
a couple businesses. <laughs> um, my husband runs a few businesses in the manufacturing space. And I just felt very like, okay, Adam's got these things. I feel like he's got this purpose. He's running these companies. And I felt like the little wife at home. Mm-hmm. And and not that he ever intended to make me feel that way, but I just always had something for myself. And then all of a sudden I didn't. So um, I found the coaching space, which was definitely, it, it served its purpose in terms of I kind of found myself again. I felt like I could contribute. I felt like I wasn't just the little wife at home, but I could be home, which Mm -hmm. felt like the most important thing to me. Um, And really and truly, the funny thing about it is that being a coach in the health and fitness space, I joined because I wanted to share recipes. That's the reason I joined. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny, right? So I always kind of had this, um, I felt like I found a way to really enjoy food, which I feel like. God intent, like he wouldn't have made it taste good if he didn't want us to enjoy it, right? So I felt like I found a way that was accessible, and I really wanted to share that. Um, so I always had this idea of a cookbook in the back of my mind, but you kind of get lost in the sauce when you find success in something else. So I was finding success in the coaching realm, and I ignored the cookbook. Mm-hmm. I just was like head down. I'm chasing impact. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. It was you know very human. Like let's chase the notoriety, let's chase the accolades, let's chase, you know, where, where we're convincing ourselves the impact is when all along the impact is in the cookbook, Mm -hmm. but I was ignoring that. So that's kind of led me where I, where I am now. Like not that coaching is bad, but sometimes you have to put something that's good on the back burner to chase something really, really great, Mm -hmm. full of purpose. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I had to say, okay, let's put this on hold for a little bit because this purpose, like I can't ignore it anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, I still remember when you came over here, you were, were you on crutches when you came? You might've been on crutches (laughs) (laughs) and after a knee injury and you're like, I'm going to write a cookbook. And I'm like, look at that. Like, <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't even know. Well, I knew you liked to cook because after I had had uh, our third baby, you had brought food and I was like, this is really good food. And I'd eaten at your house. So I knew you liked to cook, but I didn't know you had this kind of more visionary yeah. mind around food and could come up with these amazing recipes. But what I love is that your cookbook isn't really about the food. I mean, the food right. is phenomenal and super creative and I still can't quite grasp how your brain <laughs> just goes there. Like, Nikki and I were texting like a week or two ago and she sends me this list of new ideas for a future cookbook. And I'm like, did you find those on Google? Like, I don't get it. And she's like, no, these just like came to me. She hadn't even made them yet. It was like these, what'd you bring? Can we like spoiler alert? One of yeah, the things. Yeah, we can spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What Brownie batter banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> and it and I got to be the first taste tester of this brownie ban- batter banana bread yeah. after was it after the baby was born, right? Yes, you brought us dinner and yeah. dessert and it was to die for. <laughs> and it was, but so anyway, you have this creative brain, but the the mission and the purpose that you talk about behind the cookbook mm-hmm. called Sacred Table is not about the food specifically. Yeah. And I remember when you came over and this idea didn't have a name yet. It did and, not. No, we pulled out like a little hot pink sticky note pad and just started writing ideas and the name Sacred Table came to to the table. Yeah. 
and now that's what the name of the book is. We're looking at it right now as we sit here. And it was what I gifted my husband for Christmas, which he said was his favorite Christmas it. gift <laughs> of the year. And so, but I'd love for you to talk about what is the mission behind this? Why is, what is Sacred Table? Yeah. What's the movement behind it? Why is it not just about the food? Yeah. So it's, like I said, it's it's not, God didn't give us food that tasted bad, right? He wants us to enjoy it and gather around it. But I feel like enjoying food around the dinner table as a family is a lost art. Mm-hmm. Like if you drive through any town at dinner time with drive throughs they are packed. Right. They're packed. And I can't imagine that those people are waiting for their meal in less than like a half hour. And it's like, man, you could have like prepared something at home and like really connected over it. So the mission is to bring people back to the table and mm-hmm. create their own sacred table because I feel like we've lost that. Like that, that is the intention of a mealtime is to connect the family. And that is something that we've always kept at the forefront of our family. I know Adam grew up that way too. I grew up that way. Um, Adam's my husband. He's not just a creepy guy. I'm like <laughs> Keep <laughs> randomly, referencing. randomly referencing. Um, but that was a really important fabric of the, of our families. And I feel like we are who we are because we had that. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring that to more families. Like even if they have one meal a week together. Like that's really what that, that connection, it breaks down so many barriers. Like I'm not naive enough to think that a meal together is going to change the world, but it's a good start, right? It's a really good start because not to go too deep, but Satan hates the family and he wants to tear it apart. Mm -hmm. So the way I see it is the more we can really connect at home and be intentional about that time together, the better. Mm, I can't agree more. And I think specifically for for families that run their own businesses, this is incredibly challenging because mm-hmm. our work doesn't have an end time necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And we it can bleed into the evening hours and we can lean more into what's convenient or what gives us the time to pour into what we're growing with the excuse that we're doing it for our family. But what we don't see behind the scenes that is that it's at the degradation of our family because there's a slow, gradual breakdown when we let go of that time centered around the table. And some people might say, yeah, but I do carpool with my kids and I have time, you know, at their activities. And, you know, we spend Saturdays playing outside and it's like, yeah, but there's something different about breaking Mm -hmm. bread together. There's something different about the pace of a meal, not just stuffing your face for the sake of, you know, like filling your gut and running on to the next thing, Mm -hmm. but actually having this ease of time, intentional time together as a family to talk and communicate and celebrate the fact that you're blessed enough to sit together and have a meal and nourishment and um, this gift of time at the table. Yeah. And I really saw this and the power of you as a family, you and Adam, you and creepy guy, and your children. <laughs> He's going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac and Isla, your beautiful kids, living that and like the testimony of it. So this summer we hosted, our listeners know we hosted Camp Luminary, mm-hmm. which was for entrepreneurs and their families to come back together and just to connect and to be together in mission as they pursue their dreams. So it's not, you know, mom and dad over here running a business or mom or dad running a business and then finding time for the family. It was the integration of these worlds of family and business. And you guys came and we really tried just coincidentally because the book didn't exist yet to 
bring these families around the table. That was like a big intention of Michael and mine. Uh, We want to break bread together as families. We want to have a lot of our discussions at the table as we feed ourselves and nourish our families and, you know, figuratively and literally. And (laughs) your kids, I can't tell you how many people came up to me and they're like, (laughs) what do Adam and Nikki do to their kids <laughs> to get them to be like that? Like you'd hear like Isla, like, oh, dad, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that you hadn't been served yet. Can I get you something? And like, it's like totally real right. and yeah. genuine. And she's 12. <laughs> yeah, she's 12. And yeah. Isaac's what, 14? Yeah, he'll be 15 in 15 days, actually. Right. Yeah. And, he, and then like Adam responds like, oh, thank you so much, Isla. That's so thoughtful. And it's like real life. Yeah. And everyone's like, what did they do? Like my kids are ripping their faces off, each other's faces off and like, give me that. I want like, give me the salt or whatever. Just like a gra- And your kids are so sweet. And I'm like, well, they drug them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's method one. Yes. Method one. But method two is this is just who they are. Like this yeah. is what they do. Being around the table. This is, you're seeing them in their element. This is yeah. their natural habitat. This isn't like a, oh, wow, we're, it's a holiday or it's a special occasion. So we're sitting down together. Mm-hmm. It's like, we do this every day. And this is a priority, which I think yeah. is the key because I can already hear the stress and the steam coming out of some people's ears of like, but we don't have time for that. It's not my fault. My kid's a teenager and they're in 15 different activities. And this, it's like, yeah, but you can prioritize what yeah. you want to prioritize. And mm-hmm. it just, it's all about what you value most. And to what you said, you know, don't, this isn't a shame game. This isn't like you don't eat together seven days a week. Right. Well, like, do you honor two, three? Like, can yeah. you pick a few that can be yeah. the times and the days that you do honor it? So we saw you living it real time. We see the fruits of your labor, you and Adam, in your children. And I think it's especially important for entrepreneurs because of our pace of life our tempo is different Mm -hmm. so we need those intentional moments where we're like this is the time where we slow down yeah and this is the time where we connect because there is a lot going on and there are activities and there is school and there is this and that and you know this is our time together because whether or not the kids are involved in the business the family should be in on the mission of the business yeah so yeah. coming together to talk about that, to talk about life, to talk about what's going on. And it's a way to keep a heartbeat in the home. Yeah, truly. I mean, I feel like we've made this priority for from day one. Like mm-hmm. we just knew that it was important. And and I can totally, and I, I've talked to so many people like that feels stressful to me. Like we don't even have a night that we can dedicate to that. Well, why does it have to be dinner? Mm-hmm. Like, can it be Sunday brunch? Can it be Saturday lunch? Like, it, it doesn't have to be like this black and white set in stone, but like, can you just make it intention? Because I feel like, at least for us, like the connection has led to trust because yeah. we've had so many conversations. And then that connection leads to just being able to have some really difficult conversations with the kids because they navigate a ton more than we had to growing up. Like, just a lot of confusing things. Um, they navigate that. So if they have, you know, if we have this time together and we've built this connection and we've built this trust, when your kids trust you, they're much more likely to bring the hard stuff up. Mm-hmm. And that's where the hard stuff comes up. I mean, we've we've navigated so many different things over the dinner table. I mean, we've had hard conversations, stressful conversations, hilarious ones, problem solving, like you name it, we've had it. And sometimes we linger for an hour and sometimes it's 15 minutes because that's all we have. But like, we've still made it priority. I mean, down to 
the decision to homeschool indefinitely, like Mm -hmm. that decision happened around the table. Mm -hmm. So like some of these big moments that I think that the kids, I I pray that the kids are always going to remember have happened around food. So like, you know, what does that have to do with cookbook? Well, sometimes you need some fresh ideas. If you're making like the same three things over and over again, your kids are like, oh, great. Lasagna. Perfect. Like (laughs) they're not, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be super excited to sit down where if you have this plethora of new recipes and like, you know, handing your child the book and saying like, Hey, pick a couple, Mm -hmm. let's make them together. Um, They might get more excited. I know at least for me, if I have something new in my arsenal, everybody's a little bit more excited. So that the mission is to bring people back to the table. And sometimes we just need some new recipes to make that happen and make that connection happen. But, you know, if we make this, practice like ingrained in the souls of our children they're going to do the same thing Mm -hmm. and that's where like that that impact of generational change happens like it starts with whatever decisions you're making and whatever you decide to make imperative in your home and then you hope (laughs) that your kids you know unless you have a one-off um you hope that your kids embrace the same and then they're doing that too right you know we see it in adam's family we see it in my family even like the larger family parties like it's just a norm right um and it when i talk to friends where it's not the norm and they always feel stressed and they Mm -hmm. always feel hurried and they always feel crazy and it's like well that time at the table forces you to slow down to where you're talking through things you're connecting and it really helps you pare back the layers of like where where have we been spending our time and like what can we shed Mm -hmm. like what isn't important anymore that is taking away from the fabric of our family you know like the fabric is messy on one side and and pretty on another but like what threads on the one side are leading to like a disaster on both sides um you know can we pull that Mm -hmm. and that's really that's been probably one of the biggest blessings especially as of late like just talking through some of these things and saying like okay like this is taking away this is driving me crazy like can we just pare it back and it always happens around food like that's just kind of um the nature of the game for our family and I just I want other families to experience that too yeah and when I it's funny, I'm like flashing back to a conversation I had last week with one of my mastermind clients and she's built a multi-million dollar business. She's incredibly successful. Her girls are a little bit older now. So she has one in college, one in high school. And she said to me through tears, which this is a theme, like this is a pattern. I've been doing this for over 10 years. I talked to a lot of people who have built really successful businesses for the ones with children, which are the the bulk of the people that I happen to work with. They're dis uh, like comfort their unease their their regret mm-hmm. is around having chased this dream for their family to wake up and realize they did it at the expense of their family like mm-hmm. the journey to the thing is as important i would argue more important than the thing itself yeah. right like the, yeah. the the end destination you're chasing mm-hmm. uh and she said teary-eyed that her older daughter said to her mom look at your life you have no balance you have worked 12 to 15 hour days for all these years for what like we're already pretty much out of the house and yeah. it like hit her right in the chest yeah. so if anyone's in that stage of like i'm building the dream i'm doing the thing and can take a minute to look ahead five, 10 years. What what would your kids say in yeah. reflection of this period in your life? Mm-hmm. And are you carving out that time? Because it's so true when people say in retrospect, like it's a, it's the quality of time you have, not the amount of time. Like when yeah. you said some dinners, you know, right, like, we'll 
carry on for an hour. Other times it's 15 minutes because that's what we can afford in a lot that night because yeah. so-and-so has soccer and so-and-so has something else. Mm-hmm. But your kids can remember the impact of that 15 minutes. Yeah. Like if it's intentional and you're not distracted and you're not on your phone or you're not in <laughs> split attention or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's so, I feel like it's deeply important for people who run businesses who are in positions of leadership. Because I know for me, one commitment I've made to myself kind of in waking up to this truth, you hear enough other people tell you yeah. that it's happened to them. And for the first seven years of hearing it, I'm like, yeah, but that would never happen to me because that's not who I am. And then one day I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm living it. Like I'm doing right. it wrong. Yeah. You you witness that enough. You experience it yourself. You have to be able to have that foresight to say like, what do I need to do today to ensure that this doesn't become like my whole story? Yeah. The thread through the next five years. Right. And, and the table is such a beautiful place to make that shift. Yeah. And even if you don't, so speak to the people who like, I hate to cook or I'm a terrible cook. Can are these recipes yeah pretty doable for the inept chef? <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not gonna lie, like some of them um are a little more in depth. So mm-hmm. I, I tried to really include so we can kind of jump to you know what is in the actual book. So there's seven chapters and each chapter has ten recipes. There's 70 recipes total. It's breakfast, lunch, dinner, sides, snacks, desserts, then Thanksgiving and Christmas. So the ones in the Thanksgiving and Christmas section are going to be a little more in depth. Sure. That is a special time we like to celebrate. You know, we can uh, we can spend a little bit more time in the kitchen. But I've also made sure that those recipes that are more in depth, that that's something you want to try to conquer. I tried to make it like very simple to follow because I followed recipes where I'm like, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I so I tried to make it very clear. But then there's some very simple ones, too. So I think that there is something for everyone. I could be biased, but um, I really do think that there is something that anyone could create. So even if you want to like do the um, the best ever chocolate chip pancakes for dinner, I say do it. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they're so easy. Yeah, and, and it's fun. And the yeah. kids remember that. And yes. yeah. Yeah, like breakfast for dinner once a week. Like mm-hmm. who wouldn't like that? So um, don't be afraid to just try something new, um, especially if you're feeling inspired, you know, Try it and and see how it works, but just know that they're they're very accessible. Mm-hmm. I think for most people, but like kind of back to what you said, like man, if if you look at your your day and you're like laying it, you know, you lay your head on the pillow at night, like are you happy with how you spent your day? Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing, not just happy, but like joyful. Mm-hmm. And I know for for me personally, if we have that time together around the table, like that is the perfect cap to the day, and it does make me joyful. It really does. So, and, and the kids look forward to it. And I just, I want more people to experience it. So, um, you know, maybe you're not someone who likes to spend time in the kitchen. Like, can you make it a family event so it doesn't feel like it's all on you? Mm-hmm. You know, can you pick some of the more simple ones? Like, do whatever you need to, to just get your, even if it's frozen pizzas to start, it doesn't matter. Like, the intention is to just get your people back to the table and then graduate from there and, like, maybe right. try your hand at recipes. But, like... There are many times where we throw in frozen pizzas and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's all about just getting your family back together. Yeah. It's it's such a, I think for the people that feel that disconnection mm-hmm. and this might feel like something really far away, try it once and yeah. see how it shifts the energy in your heart, in your home, mm-hmm. uh, in your children. And honestly, in your business. I mean, there, I know for me, when I feel like I'm, not honoring my commitment at home to my family, I feel a certain level of pressure in my business and it's not fun for me. 
Yeah. But when I feel like I'm, I'm not talking about balance because there are plenty of seasons in life where I'm, I'm completely out of balance. Work gets way more of me than my family, but my alignment is there. My priorities are, are in check. The amount of time is not the same. Right. But I have those things like where we are sitting around the table together, where we are homeschooling together, where Mm -hmm. we are doing the things that bring us together and connect us Mm -hmm. and help them understand why my time is going towards the work that I do. Yeah. That alleviates that pressure. It brings the joy back into my work. Yeah. And so what I want, one thing I want to talk about is the fact that this idea was kind of on your heart for quite a while before you said yes to it. Mm -hmm. So why this timing? Like why now? (laughs) How did you know? Right. right? (laughs) Like how, you know, is something kind of, chirps at you for that long what makes you finally say yes to it and not to mention like we'll talk about this after but how you did it it wasn't just like oh i'll say yes to this and then over the next two years i'll write this you're like 10 minutes later a freaking book is written (laughs) and you're already planning the next one and like you had no idea how to write a book yeah and you're sourcing like i want to hear the whole yeah journey of how you pieced it together too i can tell you okay cool (laughs) so um kind of going back to my story and and you know being in the in the health and fitness space i was actually hosting a retreat for my team in july of 2021 and we had a jump rope class for fun for all these ladies. And I was jumping in on a double Dutch jump rope because I'm a child. <laughs> and I tore my ACL meniscus. Ugh. Like I just landed that perfect way that it just tore. So it, it's funny, like looking back now, like God literally was like, I've been like just tapping you for so long. Now I'm just going to like, Adam always says, smack you in the head with two by four. I think you say it too. Yeah. Like I'm act- I'm literally going to sit you down. So I think we have to remember, too, that, like, he's not the creator of sin, sickness, and death, but he will allow certain things to happen if it's going to accomplish his perfect will. And this is a perfect example. Like, this one is easy for me to understand. Some of them are so deep that, like, our human minds can't even grasp, like, why did he allow this? But this one is very clear to me now, having gone through it. Like, he was like, nope, you actually need to sit down and work on this. Um, I really do feel like this is, like, a God given project like he wants families to be stronger and if i can like even if just 10 people are like hey my family eats once a week together because of you like i i did my job and i would be happy like that for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. um because i i think it matters so much so yeah tore my acl (laughs) and my meniscus um and I, it took forever to get care had no one's fault i mean the the healthcare system is overloaded so I spent six weeks on crutches, which is like brutal. It's mm. a really long time to be on crutches. I had like farmer's hands, you know, like if you ever <laughs> seen a farm and they're all callous, like yeah. I had farmer's hands, like my arms were so strong, um, <laughs> but it took forever. And in that time, I actually developed a blood clot in my calf, which broke apart and traveled to my lungs. So this injury that was a fluke actually ended up being something life-threatening. And when you have something like that happen, your life is kind of like, oh, I've been wasting, not wasting. I don't want to say that. I've been spending a majority of my time on things that weren't meant for me. What What is meant for me is, is this book right now. I'm mm-hmm. meant to create it. And it was his like perfect timing. Because um, if I kind of look at the pieces now, my friend Rebecca introduced me to the publisher. You helped me name the book. Like there's so many people that came into play on making this book happen. 
where if I did it like back then when it originally, it would have been like a word doc. Like, right. Here's, here's Stapled. your word doc. <laughs> Three ring binder, you know, <laughs> um, it would have been so different. So, it, you know, it, it happened exactly how it was meant to, but because of that blood clot and, and all of that noise, um, I couldn't get surgery until February 11th of 2022. So my injury happened in July of 21. I had finally had surgery in February of 22. I recently had another one to clean out scar tissue. So it's been very clear to me on just, I've been intentionally sat down for a very specific reason. So this book, you know, I always had the idea. I had um, like a Google Doc of just different things that I had kind of started. Like, I don't really have time for this because I have to do this instead. Or, oh, I've got this retreat, so this has to stay in the back burner. Like, it was just always like, like I said, you just get lost in the sauce of like what you think is impact, and which probably was, but like the true impact is here. So, after my surgery, as I was sitting for 23 out of 24 hour days, hours a day in an ice machine and a moving machine, I wrote the book. So um, maybe like 10 days, I had it all complete. And this is not, you know, you guys aren't seeing this, but how many total pages? Like this is not a, oh, um, cute little like a tiny book. <laughs> uh, this it's is, 222 pages. Yeah, and there are, and the other crazy part is, okay, so can you talk a little bit about which all this is just so amazing because it, it shows like when you have your purpose and it clicks and you say yes to it and you say yes to what God has in store for you, doors open really, 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 really fast. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like you said, if you had tried to force this through when he was saying this isn't the time, yeah, it would have been a slog and yeah, stuff would have gotten in your way that would have not had it turn out like this. Yeah. So tell me about the actual, because like when you make a cookbook, you have to make it very visually appealing. Yes. Like you're not just writing the recipes. I've bought cookbooks before where I received them and there were no images. And I was like, I'm not making this. <laughs> like exactly. I need you to entice yeah. me with what, what you tell me it's going to look like, even though when I make it won't look like that. Yes. So it's a gorgeous cookbook. So how did that come to be? Yeah. And like in what time frame did you have to make 70 <laughs> recipes? And yeah. why aren't you 500 pounds? <laughs> Like, how are you still a fit human being? I don't understand. Well, fit with a knee injury, you know, it's interesting. That's a whole other story. Um, So you just like validated my, my other side of this cookbook is that if I see a recipe and there's no picture of the end game, I'm literally not going to waste my time right. even reading through it. There's so many books that I, I love and, and talented people who I respect. But when I flip through their cookbook, it doesn't have a picture like you better believe it's not getting made. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I was very adamant that every single recipe had to be photographed. So with all 70 recipes is a photograph. So you can see like what your end game is because you eat with your eyes first. Mm -hmm. So if you're flipping through and you're just seeing words, like how is that even helping? So I have an amazing photographer. I will shout her out. Her name is Lori Dunbar of Miss Lady Jane Studios. And she was like on board. Let's do this. And like, I'm a little crazy. Are you sure? Um, but her and I have a very similar personality in that we're just like, get in, get it done. We're almost like a dog with a bone once we get on something, which sometimes is good and sometimes is bad. Yeah. Um, for this, it was good. So what I did is I, I had this written in like 10 days. Um, I had, well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but um, when we picked a week for photography, I was like, there's a lot to do. In a week. And, and actually five days, really. 
Oh my gosh. So a a business week (laughs) is is what we did. But um, what I had done is I kind of looked through and said, okay, like what can I make ahead of time that will still... You had one job, Nikki. I had one job to silence my phone. (laughs) We're rolling with it. (laughs) We're just going to leave it in there because that's kind of my personality anyway. Um, (laughs) So I lost my train of thought. Um, Five days. Yeah. Five days to get it done. So I looked through my book and I was like, what can I make ahead of time that won't look like garbage if we photograph it because it's been in the freezer? Yeah. Right. So I spent like a month ahead of time making 30 of the recipes. Oh my gosh. That could be made ahead of time and photograph and still look beautiful. What um, can be made ahead of time and still look good? Like, give me an example. Um, like the breads. Okay. So. Um, oh, yeah. They'll still be pretty. Yeah. Like the Nana Bogosian's banana bread, um, the vil- vanilla lemon zucchini bread, like yeah. those types of things. Cookies. Those are really easy to make ahead of time. But I still have 40. So just 40. Just, for- <laughs> just 40. So it was a lot of, you know, we blasted through those 30 that were already made. And I was like, oh, okay, so now it's getting real. And I would just, Lori set up shop at our house. We had all of the lights and all of our camera equipment. All of, like, our entire living room was covered in props because we wanted to make sure the the photos were really pretty and not just something that looked like you snapped with your phone. Yeah. So props everywhere, you know, outfits and all that because my family's in the cookbook. And I would make them and she would photograph, make, photograph. Well, actually, make photograph eat yeah is, is kind of how it went down so everybody ate really well that week uh we sent some to our priest we sent some to work with adam physical therapy got some like everybody <laughs> everybody got the love so it was like a massive undertaking but it, it was like one of the best weeks of my life it was mm. so much fun you have to enjoy cooking to enjoy something like that but I think the next day I slept to like 11, which I haven't done since college. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably for other reasons. Yeah. Okay. So what's so cool is I just, I've been shouting this out a lot, but uh, have you ever heard of Jen Fulweiler? She's a so. Catholic comedian. Okay. She's hysterical. Oh, She's so good. Uh, she has a book called Your Blue Flame. Okay. One of my team members gifted me that book. And one of this team member in particular, it's been like kind of wild how God's kind of placed her in my life and keeps like giving her wisdom that she passes to me about me. She'll be like, I don't know why, but he came to me again and he told me to tell you this. And it was like always exactly what I need. This book was exactly what I needed. She gifted me this for Christmas. And the whole premise is like your blue flame is that thing that you totally take for granted in yourself. Mm -hmm. We were kind of talking about this via text the other day, kind of like that intrinsic value, right? Like the thing that you take for granted in yourself because it comes so naturally and you're so gifted with it that you're like, yeah, obviously everybody would love to like make 1 million recipes in one week's time (laughs) and like get to do that. That would be like the best week of their lives. Whereas the rest of us are hearing you talk about this, like getting sweaty palms being like, (laughs) oh my God, that would be like my version of purgatory. Yeah. But my point is, It's like my favorite thing when I get to hear other people talk about their blue flame because their pace picks up and they get excited and you can just tell it's like this magical experience Mm -hmm. because they've finally identified this thing that's been in them all along, but then they do it and they're like, oh my gosh, this feeds me. This feeds. And and one of the things that I believe is that, you know, after having gone through health issues for four years and being like completely sapped of my energy or having a new baby that's one month old where I was up every hour of the night last night when I'll be at the point where I'm like, I can literally do nothing but close my eyes and go to bed. Like I am so physically drained. 
I have nothing in the tank. I'll be complaining to Michael and be like, Michael, I just can't do it. I'm so tired. And then I get a taste of my blue flame mm-hmm. and it it it's one more thing I have to do. But this one thing just fed my energy, yeah. even though I was totally like, make me do anything else and I'm toast. But this, so for you to like be on your feet after a knee injury, cooking all yeah, week. That's true. Yeah. And like, that's what makes you come alive. And yeah. you said yes to that. And now as a result of saying yes to that blue flame, to that thing that is for you, there's going to be a ripple effect that transcends you that will be a piece of your legacy that gets to go on and impact other families who choose to embrace this concept of sacred table cuz to me it's a concept it's a it's a movement it's not a title of a book it's yeah. it's a way of living like do you have a sacred table in your home yeah uh, are you living by that are you honoring that so it's so cool to hear like the i remember you telling me i'm like oh so over what period of time are you doing this and you're like a week i'm like i'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing like you can't that's not you can't do that and and the cool thing is that this woman that you tell me your name again oh minga <laughs> <laughs> is it okay so sidebar yes nikki uses a droid or something is that what it's called yeah because i'm cool no Did you not know all the cool people have is there not a silence button so it's an alarm so if you have, an Do you alarm have places set, to go no <laughs> it's actually this really you know kind of giving people a glimpse it goes off at three o'clock to remind us that that's the hour that Jesus died for us. Okay, so now you have to make me feel like a jerk <laughs> because it's something really powerful you didn't know. and good. You didn't know. And so, I'm trashing you for it. <laughs> so with a, a special Android that those of us 89-year-olds have, um, <laughs> if you have alarms, even if it's on Do Not Disturb. No, that's yeah. that's true to iPhone too. So we're in the same century in terms of alarms. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a sidebar worth having. But I think... It's just such a a beautiful gift you're giving to the world through your saying yes, your not saying yes in the wrong time yeah. and embracing when it was the right time. Yeah. Uh I would love to know what's next. Yeah. Like what is cuz I like okay, so I have the business brain yes. that I can't turn off. Like yeah. that's my blue flame. Like yeah. let me talk about what are we doing with this? <laughs> To get it into the hands of yeah. one bajillion people, because that's my goal with it. I have my own goals with Sacred Table. <laughs> one bajillion is the, the benchmark I'm it. I'm, I'm down for it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, and you've been, like, instrumental. So um, those of you who don't know, Liz wrote the foreword for Sacred Table, <laughs> and I was so honored to have her do that because she helped me come up with the title, and it's so perfect. So you should get the book just to read her forward. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. It's like a, like a kind of like a, what's it? Not manipulative, not the right word. Like a sh- backdoor <laughs> a approach bit, you to know. <laughs> a, you sound like a humble, shameless plug, yeah. like trying to make it sound like it's shameless about plug me. with humility. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and you've just been so great at like helping me think of what's next because of your your mindset and and your your business background and that being your blue flame. I love that so much. But um, it's really inspired me to be like, okay, this isn't like a one and done. Um, this is something I took a chance on. So I'll, I'll answer your question in a very long way because that's what I do. But I really took a chance on it because of my background it has nothing to do with cooking. So a lot of people will, will say like, well, what are your what are your credentials? Right. Like, right. What, what were you, you know, quote unquote, schooled to do? And I, I really wanted my kids to watch this process because I really took a chance. I really took a chance on um, 
on paper, I shouldn't be writing a cookbook. You know, like I, I don't always hold a knife right. Adam can attest to that. It's nuts. Um, like, you know, little things, but the creative piece is there. And that's the most important piece. But the mission is also there. And that's 10 times more important than the more important piece. So the work is not done in terms of what people want in their homes. So I've been praying a lot about it. Like I, I have started Sacred Table Volume 2. Yes. Which was knows. Um, I've showed very few people. So that is that has begun. But in terms of what is going to develop from this whole mission, I don't know yet. And I've kind of really just allowed myself to be used as a vessel for the Lord's mission of just bringing families back together. And I feel like he's not going to reveal all those little pieces to me at once. This has been the piece. I want to get it into as many people's hands as possible. There will be more books coming. <laughs> will they all be cookbooks? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm just being very open to where I'm being led. But the other piece too that I want people to know, especially Lori. So if we think about Lori, our, my photographer, like that photography week, she's never photographed food before. Mm-hmm. Um, she's incredibly talented. And so she was kind of like, are you willing to take a chance on me? I'm like, well, I'm taking a chance on all of this. So yes, you know, and, and what she produced is something beautiful. Like the book, the recipes are great, but the book is beautiful because of her, mm-hmm. because of her talent. And we just work so well together. So just a a testimony for anyone out there who has like something on their heart that has nothing to do with what they've been doing. Like maybe it's a pro like a passion project that just keeps nagging at you, but it doesn't fit into your quote unquote fit into your space. Like that nag is there for for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if you fast forward your life, like 40, 50 years from now, will you be bummed out? If not angry that you didn't follow that? Mm -hmm. Um, For me, the answer was yes. And I talk about that in the book too. So I, I did write, you know, in the beginning, um, it's it's a little bit different of a cookbook in that in the beginning, there is kind of my story and, you know, about the ACL and the whole nine yards. But that's kind of what I told myself, like if the 90 year old Nikki would be so mad if I never did this and, and not being open to what the possibilities would be from that. Right. So, yeah. And having the courage to go down a path you know, blazing your own trail that mm-hmm. isn't because that's where it lines up perfectly with your current career or your current credentials or your current uh, business model or whatever. It's like sometimes the thing that you are so on fire for is what's going to create a ripple effect that will lead you into the next big thing, Yeah, whether it be in your career or your life or yeah. just whatever is next for you. I am salivating over the thought of volume two because I am obsessed with volume one. And one thing that we wanted to do on the show is we wanted to gift Sacred Table to three of our listeners. So we're going to do a um, little drawing of people who leave reviews for the show. And then we will pick at random um, three people who leave reviews within uh, two weeks of this episode airing awesome. and gift them sacred table. Because what one thing that I think is really cool is like when you put something out kind of grassroots style, like you have mm-hmm. it, it infiltrates your zone first, right? Like yeah. your town or your family or your friends. But what's cool of getting it out into the hands of three listeners that are completely at random and completely outside that zone is that it can start to have ripple effects. Like yeah. you've dropped a stone in a different part of the pond. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm totally on board with that's so exciting. getting it out into the world yeah. because I think that it's, it's so important 
it's so good. Like if you're like, I don't really care about having dinner with my family and I don't care about the sacred table concept, it's worth getting for the recipes and the beauty of the book. And we know that God will do his thing. And (laughs) by the end of it, you will care and you will have a family that's coming together uh, and living this mission. And you will have a peace in your heart that you couldn't access otherwise without prioritizing these things that matter and without feeling like someday I'll get that space and time and presence with my family. No, it's today Mm -hmm. if and when you prioritize and honor it, uh, even if it's in limited buckets of time. Yeah. And I feel very like, I don't know if it's because I I actually turned 40 this year. So there's that. But then Mm -hmm. also um, my son, Isaac, he's in high school and my daughter is almost a teenager now. So it's like that, that time Mm -hmm. is so fleeting, right? It's so incredibly fleeting. And like, you know, all of like the older parents will tell you like, hold on. And, and you're like, okay, you know, like, especially when you're like lost in the thick of it and you're like, I can't wait for them to drive and all that. But man, like I can wait Mm -hmm. like, and these next four years, should Isaac choose college as that, as his path, like this is all I got left with him essentially, um, under my roof at least. So I, I do feel almost like this, I don't want to say time crunch. I don't know if that's the right word, but to just get it in people's hands sooner rather than later. So they're not looking back and being like, my kids under my roof went by like a flash. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can count on one hand how many times we sat down together. Mm -hmm. Like that would be the worst thing in my mind that could happen. So um, maybe it's like this time piece that I just feel very drawn to right now. But um I am excited to get it in, in more hands. And I have chosen, you know, kind of going back to grassroots and unconventional routes. I have chosen to not have this book available on Amazon. It is very much word of mouth on my website. We're going to be in three smaller businesses in our area. I'm a third generation entrepreneur. So my dad owns business. His father before him owned a business. So I'm the third generation. So I feel very drawn to that small business and people respect that and they keep that afloat. And I I really want to honor that because it is part of my legacy. I I do think that I am who I am because of the work ethic that my dad showed me because of what his father instilled in him. Um, And I, I feel like that's where like that heart of small business really has me. And that's kind of woven throughout the cookbook too. Like the very last recipe that we photographed was on May 27th and it's my gra- my grandma's cheese ball and that was on the anniversary of her passing oh so gosh. like her fingerprints are all over this too she was probably in the kitchen telling me all the things I was doing wrong <laughs> I'm certain because <laughs> that's totally her but like just that family piece and like being supported by this small business like I have a heart for that so if I can get this book in smaller businesses and keep it off of Amazon, knowing that it's going to bless that small business and help them. Like I'm all for that. Mm, I love that mission that, that deepens the mission, right? Yeah. It's not just about the obvious mission, but there are some under currents that will change other aspects of the world in a really positive way. And the good news is your kids might never leave if you keep cooking this way. <laughs> Maybe. If they're smart. I don't know. If Isaac's living in our basement in his 20s, like, we might have to have another conversation. Well, I'm convinced that's why Italian children don't leave home is because their the parents food. cook so well. Like, why would you leave if you're getting fed like yeah. that every day? That's fair. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> um, so most importantly, where can people come get the book like what is the website they can go to and how can they connect with you because i know like me you've 
taken a nice little social media hiatus. <laughs> so where are the best ways for them to get the book and connect with you? Yeah, so you're going to get the information and then probably a rabbit hole, hole as well. So you're, <laughs> you're welcome ahead of time. But um, you can get it at NikkiLeeSchneider.com. So I'm sure there'll be a link, link for that, that yep. so I don't have to spell it. It's yep. NikkiLeeSchneider.com. You can get it on my website. I mean, I have social media pages. I, I'm not present on them right now. So if you want to come hang out with me, the website's going to be the best place. You can sign up for my email. And actually, my website is going to be having like some mini video series that only people who subscribe to my email can access. Cool. So that's going to be some fun things that we have coming to like um, just little mini demos, anything that seems fun. We're going to get all the feedback from um, any fans of the cookbook, any fans of the email list. It's all going to be of service to them. So that's going to be the number one, my email list and my website. That's where you can hang out with me. I love that. That's a good way to build (laughs) steady and strong as opposed to being dependent on the social media mess. Yeah. Uh, So, Nikki, this, I'm just so pumped for people to hear this episode and to get the book because we are obsessed. We are like team Schneider all the way. (laughs) We're team Harky all the way. Cool. (laughs) The crushes Uh, are mutual. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And uh, if for no other reason, you need this book for the recipes, but I promise uh, so much more will come from it. So thank you for taking time. It's fun doing an in-person interview. I didn't even mention that we live in the same town. We're doing this in-person versus, you know, having to be a zoom room away from each other. And, uh, I will link everything in the show notes so people can easily access the book itself, you, and your emails and those demos that you mentioned. But thanks for being with me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or a guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.